Shirt Show. All right, let's go. Shirt Show! Talking Shirt! Shirt Show! We're talking with Jonathan from Success Print Shop in Texas. Let's go! There it is. Oh, great. Oh, hey, look at that. I'm in the freaking sticks. I'm so it's fine, man. Dude, freaking... hey. No, you guys are busy. No, we're not. It's fucking Sunday. Yeah. You know what I, I was doing done. before I was here? I was sitting in my bed in my what? fucking underwear eating old, cold Chick-fil-A sandwich watching Three Kings on HBO. God, That's what I was bro. saying. See, I want that life. I need that life. <laughs> I wasn't doing Dang, anything. You guys, you guys are like celebrities now. How many shows <laughs> have y'all done? This is our 953rd episode. Yeah. One more than Dang. Joe Rogan, I think it is. <laughs> I'm so honored. <laughs> you guys are going to get like a booth at like ISS coming up probably, right? Hey, we had you on twice. Yeah, you are the I first. Know. I'm so you special. Are, yeah, you're the that? first return, uh, you know, first return guest, right? And first guest we ever Dang. had. First guest we ever it's gonna had. Be hard. It's going to be hard to follow up. First guest of 2020. First this is guest. Be it. This is the last episode ever. This is the finale. Shut up. All no right. way. No way. Not happening. <laughs> first guest of 2021, Jonathan Here from <laughs> Success. But, oh, actually, from originally from... Jonathan Edwards, French shop. Tell me about that. Like you were that renaming thing. Why did you? Dude, I was like, they were like, who do I make the checkout to? And I was like, Jonathan Edwards press. And it's like, okay, how do you spell Jonathan? Cause you know, you can spell that a bunch of different ways. And it's just like, fills up the whole, it was like, took forever to like tell people. And it sounded like a law firm, like a accounting firm. And I had just came from an accounting firm. So I think in my mind, I was still up in all the names, but um, yeah. And then like, trust print shop in Fort Worth. Like I just always loved that name. Like I just was like, I, that's like just clean, easy to spell, super short trust. And they always just, everything they've always d- done is like super clean. So I wanted something along those lines and success, success. You should have went I with, I was like reading a book. You should have went with trusty. <laughs> yeah, I know. I thought about ripping it off a hundred times. Just add, add a Y out. and call it good. <laughs> I know that, that is a good. Or you wouldn't even have to do that because if they're trust print shop, you could just be trust screen print shop. Just be trust er. <laughs> more, tr- <laughs> more trust, more trust, trustest, <laughs> more trusted. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Let's do it. Um, I mean, because yeah. that brings up a really. I mean, so many people struggle with what they're going to call their shop. You know, it did, yeah. It takes a while to figure out. That's a good. That's a good thing to talk about too, because I. I had the same thing. Like I, I went through a bunch of different, like, what am I going to call it? What am I going to call it? But being from upstate New York, it was kind of more of a, people only call it that and not in our area. So for me, it was just kind of like, Oh, that's what I want to call it. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. He's like, fuck you guys. I'm out of here. He's like, he's like, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> what color, what yeah. color crew necks Andy got on? Good question. Vintage Good white. question. Vintage white. Close. He said, hold on, hold on. You <laughs> nobody with any went to vintage white, which is really close. Now it's oatmeal. Okay, okay. You were closer than Dylan. He said popcorn, I think, was his first. Then milk. You guys, y'all don't y'all don't know. You guys are freaking like crack me up. I'll be driving and like 
God dang, I'd be laughing at everything. You guys are so funny. And I don't know if you guys are getting the credit that y'all deserve. But like, well, who's, laughing well, who's funnier? Oh, I mean. <laughs> we, yeah, you've got the yeah, zingers. Like, but, yeah, you got the zingers. <laughs> but for, for, for real, when this next episode comes out, you're going to want to not be driving. You're going to want to be pulled over. Who is it? Like, well, that's not important. It's what we, we, you might come up. You may or may not come up in the conversation. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Jonathan from Success had just well, everything his Everything he said was awful. I couldn't stand. I mean, the guy was listening. I almost just ended it a couple times. I threw up in my mouth a couple, at least like five times. Right. I mean, <laughs> that guy, I mean, how is he even, he's in business still? I don't know. We should check in on him. It's a front. Uh, I forgot we talked about you, him. You may or may not come. <laughs> You may or may not come up in the conversation and you don't want to be driving. You want to be, just, so just, so just make sure you're in some safe place. Oh, um, man. But yeah, That's the only so, time I get a listen anymore. Uh, but so, many, hold on. Don't skip uh, it. We want to know how you came up with Shirt Kong. No, I, I, was our, I wasn't skipping it. I was mm. talking about the name still, but I'm not saying how I came up with Shirt Kong. Why? Yeah. yeah. He already well, did. Not, yeah, I already did. I've said that. This is I, old. I freaking this is like, He's like, I just wanted something yeah. with a shirt in it. And I, I heard oh, it. I forgot, though. And then I went yeah, on. Yeah, because it was uh, fucking that important. We went on a safari <laughs> when I was a little kid. My, we, I went on a safari. My family did. And, and I got lost in the jungle. And I was raised by, well, I was raised by. King Kong. King Kong. And so I came back. I got found. And, uh, but, but for real, I think naming your company is really, really tough. I like success and I love, it was like way better and way more important like than because I've seen companies names and I'm like, oh no, sometimes I see them and they're just, then they're wrong. They're like a negative name. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't know, it's really important because I'm not going to dial up like if I'm, or maybe some customers will, but me personally, I'm not calling a, a place that's, you know, like with a terrible name. I'm just not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, ultimately, I think it was it was important, but I, like obviously it's important. But I remember also thinking like, you know, think about how many names of like bands or just other companies that are trash like names, like not even good names, but like are great like companies still. I mean, like Google or whatever. So it's important, but I didn't want to spend too too much time on it. Yeah, I think I spent a while on it. And then you come. You know what the worst is is when you come up with like a cool name and then it's taken or you taken, or the yeah. website's taken or mm-hmm. whatever. You just can't use it. And so, yeah, it sucks. This is where Chad has to put that clip in from Forrest Gump where she goes, seats taken. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Chad, do y'all pay him? Y'all pay him good. Cause he deserves it too. Chips. We give him chips. Oh, okay. well, that's good. Chips Sandwiches. And tea. Chips and tea. Yeah. Bagel bites pregame Friday things like are so funny too. So he, he does a, a good job. The best part, the best part about the pregames is just that we have no idea like what he's going to do. Like it's literally yeah. just me and Andy bullshitting for 15 minutes yeah. before somebody comes on and yeah. then he fucking like chops it up and makes Andy red and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All the zoom in like super close makes Dylan yeah. funnier, you know, he might. Yeah. yeah I don't yeah. know. It's just natural. So hey, what's bro. going on? Hey, what's yeah. going on, man? What's 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 in lo- what's going on in your life right now? Freaking slammed always. I never freaking got the break I wanted. Like usually December we're chilling, and like I was looking forward to that, and it's just like been nonstop. I think like last two weeks with Christmas and New Year's just 
been like the most break I've had since like July. Ever since July, it's just been slamming, um, yeah. which is good. But it's also been so it's like definitely been our biggest year, like business wise. But it's definitely been my most stressful. It was like just and it was never like it's always every time I've been stressed, it's like just like growing pains. It's just like I'm overwhelmed with work or emails or something. Um, so I need a freaking I need to hire so so bad for like an email person because like I'm dealing with all that right now and it's just I'm always behind with customers. I feel like we've yeah, talked about that good. a few times. You yeah, haven't I know, found anybody I yet? Never, I still never found nobody. It's because I went straight into like the last time I hired somebody like right. So our busy season is like in August, like through like October, and or like one of our busy seasons. And I hired somebody right before that, and she dipped on me like inside of two weeks. She left. Um, she found like an actual, a real job, but she had already applied for it. <laughs> so she went, she went for that. Yeah, hold on. Did so, she, yeah, hold, hold on did she, did she no call, no show or is she like, Hey, no, listen, no, she I applied super, somewhere she else. Was super, she was First of all, when it. you said real job, what, what's that about? Because, like a, well, like, um, I mean, mine was like a part-time and maybe not paying as high. And then hers was like a, like a part of more career. I didn't get into the details with her. She was like going to go. And so I was like, okay, that's fine. Whatever. But anyway, what I'm getting to is I went into like the busy season I thought I was gonna have her and then I remember even talking to my dad I was like I'm not gonna have time to train nobody now like it's the the business like we're about to be slammed like I gotta just ride this one out and then after busy season I'll hire somebody and that's kind of where I'm at right now so we'll see though that's smart I mean you don't want to have try to you know it's really difficult to try and juggle being busy with training somebody and they probably would end up slowing you down so we're kind of the same way we're gonna we're not gonna hire it's just, there comes a point in the in the year it was just too late, you know. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Smart exactly. move. That's exactly um, what it was. But I saw that you posted on Instagram. Uh, I don't mean it was a few weeks back, maybe a month back, about hiring. And I don't know if you saw, but uh, graphic disorder Brant he he posted something too that sort of like went viral. I don't. Did you see that? No. What he what he post? He posted like a wanted. Uh, picture for like hiring a new press operator, but it was just like he went. Oh, full I think out. I was just talking about. Is it like a huge thing of text? And yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I not, did actually see that. Yeah, and not just visually did it go viral, but it was like he offered fifty k and then ten thousand dollars signing sign bonus, yeah, all yeah. this stuff. Yeah, like he I was. The, I jumped in the comments or just to see what everybody was saying and. Yeah. Well, I talked to him. I talked to him about it when I saw it, and I was like, "Hey, dude, thanks for uh, thanks for trying to steal all my employees away." And uh, (laughs) but the funny thing is, is like he he was straight up about it. Like when I was talking to him about it, it's true. Like he's sick of dealing with people who are shitty employees or like want to mess around. He's like, he's like, I figured by posting this that i I need to get somebody i can actually rely on to do the right work and if i can't get somebody for this cost i might as well close my doors because yeah like i mean it's rough when like early on one of my like my first guy that i hired i don't know like he would always call out like all the time like it was like a weekly thing and like i would like kind of put up with it and but it's crazy because you like tell your customers a certain thing because you got the guy who's going to come print it Cause you rely on them and then they dip. So it's, it's rough when they're gone this, this year specifically, like that's one, I have like questions for y'all and like just managing employees is like, <laughs> I've never done that before. And it's crazy. We're not crazy. good at it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, I don't know that, but like, I mean, it's, it's a rough. struggle I, I, for, for yeah. any shop. I think I've told, is, yeah, 
I've told everybody I've ever talked to about business. They always ask like, you know, about business. And I'm like, literally the hardest thing about this whole endeavor for me is employees and like the people factor of like, mm-hmm. people have lives, like shit's going on. That's mm-hmm. not here. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you can go buy a piece of equipment and it runs like you want it to. And then you hire somebody and it's like last night they might've fought with their boyfriend or girlfriend or mm-hmm. didn't sleep well or got sick or fucking, you never, you never know what's going on in their life. Yeah. It's like, it affects their mood all day long. Yeah. Yeah. You know what the, I think one of the hardest or this, the craziest thing about, about starting a, a print shop or maybe just a small business in general is that I started this to, to print t-shirts and, 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 you know, just to like, that was fun. Okay. Printing, a, printing shirts. And I, mm-hmm. I think at some point, it change, you know, it changes and it turns into maybe, maybe just after a few employees, it changes to, you still print shirts. And that's still a thing you do on a, on a daily basis, but maybe not as much. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you start managing people. And then it kind of goes like this, like printing shirts is here, managing people yeah. here. And then it, all of a sudden it starts doing this, you know, and, mm-hmm. and you get to a point where most of your day or a lot of your day can be spent just, just managing people. And so you have to find managers uh, that you can rely on that can manage the people, but then you end up managing managers too. So, I mean, or it escalates to you, like it's such, it's the strangest thing. And so I would say there was a point a few years back that I, that I really didn't like it. Like I hated the fact that, um, I spent such a large portion of of my day on, on managing people. And I, I went about trying to change that, you know, like, cause I didn't yeah. know, like I didn't, I had zero, I, first of all, it was hard enough just running a business, learning how to screen print, mm-hmm. learning how to handle customers and build relationships with customers. Now all of a sudden you have to manage people, which is pretty much the hardest part, like Dylan just said. And yeah. I had to learn that. And that's not something I could learn in a month or watching a YouTube video or anything like that. <laughs> like I had a, I had to mess up a bunch of times I had, yeah. you know, and, and, and go through a whole lot of just experience in, in years, really. And so, yeah. and I still, I still, like to this day, I, I still try to figure it out. You know, I still yeah, make I remember I, so. I, call, I remember I called you a couple like years ago and I was like, what's your day to day? I was just curious, like, what's your day to day look like? And we talked about it and ultimately. I started we crying like, when I. And I <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah. No, you're just like, honestly, it's just like coaching, coaching all day long. It's like coaching your employees all day long. And. And in a way, this year I got like a glimpse of that for sure. It's just like, so like specifically though, I wanted to ask y'all, do y'all like, or is just, just the way it is? Like, do you have to, like me, like I'm having to like lay everything out for every single employee. I got like three now, every single employee, like every day, like here's the thing to work on today. And it's like a to-do list of, and they all do that. Cause that's like a hassle and it's like own thing, just keeping them all busy. Like, or like, how can I get it to where they just know, like these are the priority jobs today. You know what I mean? Like, I guess I need to do a better job of scheduling stuff or something. I don't know, but there's always like, I'm always just like, are you, you're going to work on this stuff today and you're going to work on this stuff today for each one. Are they still in training these three? No, no, no. I feel like you could do two different things. You could do either like what Andy does where you just have like a morning meeting and be like, this is, that, yeah. this is what we got to do today. And this is the priority yeah. and this is whatever, or it's just, like, and we were actually talking about this the other day with, cause I have to hire like two or three more people this year to where I just need to lay out a clear, like a higher form that says like for that position, like every position should have like, this is what's expected of you kind of thing. Yeah. Um, just like a clear focus on what their actual job and duties are. 
Yeah. So, I mean, you could do that. You could just be like, you know, this person's doing this. This is what I'm expecting from you every day. And then have them like, you know, sign it when they're hired to say, so they know. So if it ever comes up, if it's ever an issue where you have to argue with them about it, you can be like, here, like when you were hired, this is, you sign the bottom of this. It says like your no, duty is this. like, you can't argue with me on it now. Like it says here, this is what you are going to do. I think it's a great point. Okay. I have two things about mm-hmm. that. One is an employee handbook. That's very important. And it's given mm-hmm. to a new hire on day one. And by the end of that first week, I need it signed. There's like a tear off. There's the final page in that book that they sign tear off and I put it in their file because then they know all of the rules, like the general rules anyway, of just working here, you know, just mm-hmm. general rules. That's not their specific job though. Right. Um, like at three o'clock you have to bow to Andy, no matter what you're doing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that kind of stuff. Maybe that's why I have the hard time managing people. I should probably. There's like a horn that goes off in the shop and everything. <laughs> For real though, I have um, two other things with that. One is that um, I give, so on a new hire, there's a job proposal. And within that job proposal, it's, you know, specific about their job duties. And so it'll say, you know, hey, whatever their name is, it'll say what position they're, they're, um, they're starting. And those duties, and I'll list out, like there's bullet points, maybe, is that a beer? Um, yeah it's my purple beer maybe uh, <laughs> it's a seltzer uh maybe like six eight ten something like that um job you know duties uh then i put in compensation so that we understand like the terms we're agreeing on so there's no no you said you're going to pay me this or that or whatever mm-hmm. because i always have in there there's always a compensation adjustment after um training's done so that's motivation to get trained you know there's a there's a compensation adjustment and then the benefit package something like that. I think that's it. And so uh, I think that's really, that's a really good idea. I don't know. Maybe you did that already, something similar or, or not. I'm so not sure. Like, no, no. So that makes sense. Everything you're saying, but like, I'm talking about like on a day to day, like they just, have, they just look at like Monday or they look at your Google sheets or they are mm-hmm. your, do you not like, have, do you not have like the same ish kind of stuff you're doing every single yeah, day? Yeah. 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 I do. But I guess like just laying out, the specific jobs though it's like oh I mean, okay I well that's easy that's an easy fix is that just like letting them know every day these are the jobs though who's the production manager is it you it's definitely gonna be me yeah why do you say definitely because I because like i just know what the jobs i need to get that should get done first <laughs> okay yeah but you can you can create a list that's you know chronological or date sensitive that just has you know here's my however many jobs and then it can start at the top with all the jobs for example you could have all jobs due tomorrow so what's tomorrow mm-hmm. one four so it has mm-hmm. a job and it has how many shirts and it'll say this is due one four and then one four yeah. all the way down one five one six one seven one eight you can just list it like that and you create that list on a daily basis we have a that's what we do we have an excel yeah. spreadsheet that we just, okay uh enter in around it's like right after lunch and so um it'll just have the next day's jobs and we have it highlighted. Like I can find ours for, for tomorrow, but it'll be highlighted in yellow. Uh, we have three colors, red, blue, yellow, and red is like, Mm -hmm. this is, this is hot. It's due now, you know, today or past due. And then, um, yellow is the next day and blue is the next day. And so you could have, you could, so in other words, you could, you could create that list. So that's something that you can do. And then you can hand it on a clipboard to, 
one of these three people, one of these, one of your three, um, you know, somebody from your team anyway, that's, you think is yeah. capable, like of, of understanding the, or, you know, who has, is there somebody there that under, like has a sense of urgency yeah. that understands like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah then pick my, that person yeah. and say here, and this is your, what you're responsible for run the lineup. You know what I mean? Find, uh, yeah. pick this job next. And I'm, I'm guarantee you that the, like when they have that responsibility and they take that on, they'll actually, they'll feel empowered. First of all, like, Hey, I'm, I'm running production. Yeah. <clears throat> That'll take that off of you. So they're not coming in. Hey, Jonathan, what, what jobs next? You know, you're, you're helping a customer. You're on the phone. You're on the fax machine. You're on. Uh, <laughs> you're trying to get trying your to get internet, my inter- internet to work. <laughs> right. Trying to get that internet yeah. to work. Uh, you're having a nap. Whatever. Well, yeah, you I got you. You don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. That person. I'm. I guarantee you, one of those three, they'll actually uh, take that role and run with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely sleeping on all that. Like, I'll, I'll like spoon feed them all day. Like, what's the next thing? Next thing, and it's like. It's like always, you know, just getting tapped on my shoulder all day. But so well, it's but, like, it's like also, one person is one person like running press and one person like folding or doing shipping or exactly. Receiving I got like, like that. exactly. I got like one person who like, well, I got like two printers and they kind of come in at different times. So like in the morning, the guy is printing all morning. And then when the next guy comes in, he'll start printing. So they're always printing. And then, yeah, I got another guy who like does like receiving and, bagging tagging and folding and all that so they do you it's a single press operator so the guy who's printing in the morning he just prints and doesn't he loads off loads does it all yeah yeah it's always single um and then he leaves at lunch or something around three the other guy does come around around noon time that's what that's where i feel like i've also made a like a i don't say a big mistake but it's like not the most ideal situation like i wish i would have hired somebody who's like can they can always be to like come in together so they can always kind of be like helping each other like on and off press and stuff but um it's like not the way it is right now yeah and we i mean i think we talked about this maybe last time but uh that was something that we've kind of always done i mean we've been doing it for almost 11 years now where we basically have the two autos and we have a single operator on both, but anytime they do anything that's over like, you know, like 50 pieces or whatever, they come grab somebody to offload. So there's two people on press or whatever. Yeah. Well, well, anyway, Randy went on vacation for a month. So Brian, who does uh, my art and steps and stuff, he used to run one of the autos. So he, he's the nice thing about him doing steps is that he was a printer first. So like that, I feel like is what makes us really strong is that like, he knows how to do all the steps like mm-hmm. a printer would want them. Anyway, so he was out there and he was like, would it be beneficial if I printed or if I just set jobs up all day long? Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? We talked about it and we were like, let's try just setting jobs up. So he basically bounced back and forth between both presses and just set jobs up. Like on the gauntlet, he could set like five jobs up. Mm -hmm. And then on the sportsman, he would set up a job or two and then... So Nate was printing on one press and as soon as he finished with that job, he didn't take anything down, do anything. He just bounced over to the other press. And just yeah. I remember you talking about that. That, that yeah. sounds so ideal. Um, so that was something that we were like, okay, well let's do this as a test run for like a week or two and see like how many more jobs we could actually get out a day versus the way we've done it forever. So basically right now, if Nate's on one press and Randy's on another press, they print a job, he takes it down, he cleans off his squeegees and flood bars, puts it away, sets up the next job, and then starts printing. And it's like, 
we kind of figured in these past couple of weeks, like it's going to be way more beneficial for me to hire somebody who just does that, like press yeah. assistant on both presses, just jumps back and forth to be like, okay, well now that that job's done, I'll start taking down screens while you go grab this. And it's just like one other set of hands to just on press to be like, let's just knock this out and get the next job set up so we can just get, you know, we could probably get out like three, four more jobs a day yeah. for press for having another set of hands. So yeah, if you had that other guy there and two guys on press, they'd probably get so many more jobs done a day instead of like one half the day, the other, the second half. Of the I, know, day. I know what you should do. You need to outbid Brant. So I would just, I would put out an ad tomorrow <laughs> that says 51,000 a year and yeah. 11,000 signing bonus. Boom. And then, you know, you're good. You're set. See how it goes. Yeah. yeah. Why, why does that other guy, matter? why does that other guy have to come in so much later in the day? He's in school. So, I mean, I guess right now during, with no school, like mm. it's fine, but yeah, he's, he's a college student. Okay. So that makes sense. yeah, yeah, man. But I have like, see yesterday I printed a little bit. I printed like a job like once a month now. And every time I'm in there, I'm like thinking like, dang, this is like, I didn't fix this. I didn't fix this. And I printed yesterday and I was like, I remember what Andy was saying like a couple episodes ago, like they, like some of the guys started as press operators. So like this one guy I got for, um, I'm sorry, press assistants, like where they just tear down or set up jobs. Yeah. Like I want to get this, this newer guy that have bagging and tagging. I want him to do that exactly for Gabriel. Cause he does come in at the same time as my full-time guy. So I think I'm going to try to get that going, but we'll see. <laughs> you want to hear what you had to say. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> Class He's like, Andy, up, like he just ignores us. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. So anything else new this year though? Did you implement any new software equipment, anything like that? Equipment. Oh, I don't know about equipment, software. No. Well, I did start finally to like, cause all the guys have iPads. I finally downloaded Slack for them so I could just like tell them what to do for the day. But um, right. I'll probably, I don't know. We'll see how that goes. Um, I did just like, a couple of weeks ago, get uh, my second shipping container. I'm so happy about it because, like, I was texting Andy the other day. Like, it's so awesome I, that when you want to expand, all you have to do is buy do another shipping container. <laughs> yeah, how yeah, does that work? Where do you even find them? Yeah, uh, there's like places around. Uh, yeah, like I was thinking about buying two of them, town. dude. I mean, it's like it's good size. I mean, it's decent. Literally size. It kind of sucks how narrow it is. Literally because of you, I thought about expanding the shipping receiving area with shipping containers. I was like, you know what? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It would probably <laughs> be cheaper. I wasn't necessarily looking at it because it was cheaper, but I was like, it probably wouldn't be that bad to just like build up a dirt foundation and then just like weld two shipping containers to each other and then just cut a door and like call yeah. that. The, the I mean, how much is a shipping thing. container? It's like two grand. Yeah, yeah, the one I got, it's like, a, like it depends what size. Forty foot, this like forty foot is like three grand, but it's also it's used. I think like newer, they're more expensive. Um, but but yeah, I was telling Andy like we've been reclaiming screens since day one outside, like under a tarp. So like it's hot, it's hot, it's cold, it's cold, it, it's the worst. So like I finally got that fixed. So this new shipping container um, is gonna be like the new screen room. Didn't Chessie from uh, Squeegee Inc. Isn't that where she, she does it outside too? She said she does it like in the alley. <laughs> yeah. And I yeah. think it's like, you have a better climate though. I mean, I know you say it's cold, but what's cold to you? Like 60? 
<laughs> no, no, no. I mean, it got pretty cold these past few weeks, but no, it's like seventy five. He's out there, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. yeah. And then also, but I also want to make space for like a CTS, and like if I wanted one right now, or if I could afford one right now, like I would have zero place to put it. So right. uh, it needed to happen like a long time ago. So it's finally happening because like this whole like you know this container and then the metal building like we're only working like out of like 900 square feet so it's like you mean uh, total? super tight total wow and, okay. and we're doing and we're doing like a lot of business so it's like we're like you know always like walking between each other and it, it sucks so um anyway yeah, but there's nothing that. there's nothing wrong with that though like if you can make no, that no, work, work and make that it work works. it's less you have to yeah, heat it's less you have to worry 100%. about 100 no i'm like proud of it for sure but um having this new container just like walking in there the other day it's like it's going to be so much nicer. Like right now I'm in this corner of this shipping container. And I think until I get a CTS, like I'm going to use that new container as like a part of like my own office finally. So I'm excited. Right. So walk me through like you getting a container. What does that entail? Like you buy one from the company, they deliver on a truck and then you what level it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's exactly that it's, um, there's a local company. I mean, they're still like a good, they're actually like an hour away from me cause I'm kind of far from town, but um, but yeah, you just, I just bought it and then they came deliver. they delivered it on a truck. Um, it's not like, a. I remember the first time they came out, I was like for this one, I was expecting like a, I don't know, like an 18 wheeler or something, but it's like just a big, like dually truck and they backed it up and they put exactly where I wanted it. And yeah, it's just a metal box. So for this one, me and my dad went all out and like framed it up, insulated it, electrical, all that. But this new one, um, we're going to just, we already put the electrical all in it and now we're just going to spray foam it. It's just going to be a dark room, you know, so it's like, doesn't need to look too pretty. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, and then yeah, leveling it like with just a jack, like, you know, one side, cause my, the property we're on is pretty slanted. So we're just going to level one side really. Um, yeah. So this one's like almost already done. Cause it's just, we ran electrical. They just need to spray foam it. I'm just going to put up some walls. What's the floor? For, like, it's like wood, but it's like, but they it's already like come, they already come hard. with like a hardwood floor in them, right? Yeah, it's like hardwood. And it's like, I remember I tried yeah. to drill into it for something one time and it's like, you can't penetrate it. It's crazy. They use, um, they use like really good wood, like oak or whatever. And it's and like, yeah. And it's like glossed over with some other stuff to help with like any like water and chemicals. So uh, it's super good. I mean, like a foundation, like a concrete foundation would be three grand alone. So it's like yeah. super like, you know, and cheap. it sits on the, like, it doesn't sit up off the ground. It sits on actual. So rock this, or what is it? yeah the screen room this next one's going to probably just sit on the ground we're just going to level one side like and that's going to sit on some um like i don't want to say um not cinder blocks but like some like i don't know some other blocks like they're square not cinder blocks they look like cinder blocks though this one's sitting on the same thing how do you get it from um, not settling i wondered that myself i don't know like <laughs> it I don't just know. doesn't it doesn't worry about it no no i uh well, the thing is, if he's putting it, if he's putting it on ground that's already been there and hardened, like if you move dirt, thing, it like would settle. Dirt. But if you're if you're just putting it on regular land that's been there, you'd probably be fine. Exactly, like this, like it's nothing but straight like rock out here. Like my parents' land, it's like not dirt. Like you start going into it immediately, it's just rock. So it's like it's yeah, just rock out here. You're fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. See, that's a, that, that's what I mean. Is we were thinking about doing is because my building is forty feet like the width of the building is only 40 feet. So if I bought, if I bought two 40 foot containers 
You just added on a whole bunch. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, but our whole building's like four feet off the ground. Oh, so yeah. if I built up the dirt, like, so I was level and I just had two containers dropped and I just well, like welded them together and then like connected them to the building, I'd be done. Just like you, I could frame cheap, it, yeah. spray foam it, and then just have that much more space for shipping and receiving. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't have like super high ceilings, but no, yeah, I was, I would have that much more space. They make, I think they make two and it's like, there's eight foot ones and then nine foot ones, but I mean, nine foot's not that big, but anyway, this like, I don't know, a few weeks ago, like for the first time in ever, like we had to like count garments outside. Cause we were just like busting at the seams. And yeah, uh, even then, even then I was like, dang, even if I had a 20 foot container, like sitting outside just to, that would help so much. So yeah, just counting in garments alone, that'd be fine. Yeah. Congrats. So now you'll be 900 plus. How many square foot is the container? <laughs> like another 320. So uh, I'm going to, I'm going to bust a thousand. This time. <laughs> it's awesome. And we, yeah. And but what is like your, outside. what is your rent? Zero. Exactly. Hell yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's what I mean. Yeah. Do, do what you can do, man. Make it work. Where yeah, you yeah. Can work. Like don't like, I feel like you're doing it exactly the way you should be doing it. You get to the point where you're just starting to bust at the seams and you're like, okay, like now I'm going to add another container. It's like, who gives a yeah. shit if you had fucking 30 containers? Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying like every two years or something, yeah, add a yeah. container and be like, all right, ultimately, cool. ultimately, like, I think this just adding this ship container, when I get the CTS in there, like, I think I'll be able to stay there for like a while. And then I'm going to build like the bigger building, but I'm still going to use that screen room. I'm just going to move this container like and attach it to that bigger building. So right. yeah, I- I'm excited, but, um, <clears throat> But yeah, I have more questions for y'all though. Yeah, fucking do uh, it. Saves quick, us the back, Yeah, <laughs> real quick, going back to employees, like, so, so I mean, I'm, I'm going to be like training people for the next, you know, forever. I mean, you guys are still, but like, you know, screen printing is freaking hard. There's so many things you got to like cover. And my other printer, there's been so many, like, he's had so many goof ups, like on so many misprints and I don't know if a bit of it's a bad luck or what, but I'm tr- well, my question is like, how do y'all like discipline them? Or do you just keep giving them like just saying like, you know, just fix the next time, fix the next time, fix the next time. Cause it freaking, yeah. I, I mean, hit them in the back of the hug. cast with a cane. <laughs> yeah. We use, ta- we use tasers. <laughs> so shot collar. Yeah. It works. It works. They usually <laughs> honestly, up pretty quick. honestly, I, we've had this conversation before, but like I, don't obviously like when shit gets fucked up like in the beginning yeah. like when you're trying to hire somebody say it's like the first like six months to eight months or yeah like yeah. i don't like when they mess something up but i don't look at it negatively i don't look at it as like oh man this fucking sucks because they they're the thing is is they're trying to they don't want you to be disappointed you know what i mean it's like the dad thing it's like they don't they're they're like oh he's gonna hate me or i'm gonna get yelled at or fired or whatever like they immediately feel that guilt of like i fucked this up so pretty much i just go out and talk to him like hey like it's i understand like this is how you can fix it this is how you can you know not run into this issue and then the thing is that they they remember that forever because they messed that job up yeah yeah you know what i mean like they no, learned the hard way yeah i'm the same like if way i just I went up to them and i was like don't do this don't do this don't do this don't do this yeah. they're gonna, it's like gonna go in one ear and out the other but like if you let them make that mistake like no no i feel the same way like uh and every time they do like there is a misprint like i've screen printed a lot and i understand fully like 
like how easy it is you can mess up. So like, I'm totally okay with like, you know, a mess up here and there, but, but also I'm like, it hurts. It freaking hurts every time there's a misprint. Like, I don't know why it hurts. Like in my mind, I just want to be like, this is just going to be part of the business for the 20 years. There's going to be misprints. Like just get used to it. No, there are. Yeah, you're right. I think there's, there's misprints. There's time. misprints every week for sure. I would say, are, are you feeling like it's excessive? You know, like, um, you know, is it Maybe too a little often? Little excessive, yeah. By, by, I mean, by somebody or? Are, yeah, but there are different things still. Like, it's not the same, like, goof up every time. It could just be different things. Um I don't know. And I feel like, like you're fine as long as you're not repeating that mistake. The same thing. Yeah. No, I agree with that for sure. But, I, but I also feel like I need to like drive it home that this isn't like okay to be like goofing up this much. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Sounds but, like, but you know what? Let's say, let's say it is the same mistake. Like, what do y'all do? Do y'all have like um, three strikes or out type deal? Or do y'all have anything like that? Or, or y'all don't ever even have to deal with that kind of thing. No, well, we definitely have to deal with that. Don't let anybody tell you <laughs> they don't have to deal with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like it's the <clears throat> same. It's the same thing. Like if they have multiple mistakes, and it's probably like it's more on you than it's it's a training issue. Unless they're just straight up being a dick, and they're just like I, I don't the same care. Thing, yeah. I you know what I mean? Like, always like if it's fault, the yeah. person, if it's the person, then they're just kind of like being an asshole. Then you're probably better off firing them and getting somebody else in there. But if yeah. they're, if they're making the mistake and it's an actual accident, like they didn't mean to do it. It's a, it's a training thing. And you should probably, it sucks to go out and tell them because they think they know what they're doing. It sucks to go out there and be like, Hey, like maybe we should retrain on this or maybe I should, you know, show you some stuff like show you some videos or like yeah like, there could be another printer in, in that works there and he does it fine you could be like hey bring him over here like how do you do it show yeah, yeah, yeah. this guy how you do it so you don't run into this issue like the yeah. thing is is you should all agree that nobody should have to like swallow their pride but it's just like we're trying to grow this thing you know what i mean so just <laughs> hey learn from this guy like that's what sucks is when there's shops and there's like every printer has their own tips and tricks or their own like way of printing and they never share things with each other. Like I've ran into that here where like one printer is really good and one printer is learning. And then when the guy who's learning fucks something up, the guy who knows what he's doing never says anything. He's never like, Oh, this is how you do this. It's always just like, they'll come in the office and be like, Oh shithead out there. Fuck that up again. It's like, and then the first thing I always say is like, did you show him how to fix it? Or like, yeah. did you show him how to do that better? And it's just like, no. I was like, well, what the fuck? Like, get out there. Like, let's go out there together and let's show him how to do it. Like, yeah, I would say, um, I really like this question. Um, and, end of story. It's, <laughs> it's No, really. It's a good one because it's something that I, I bet you um, a ton of shops struggle with, including us. Um, I, I've never termed anybody. I've uh, never termed a press operator or press assistant from just making mistakes yeah, because um, I think none of them, none of the mistakes, I shouldn't say that very few of the mistakes are negligence. I mean, I think most of them either are inevitable or in just through screen printing, there's so many variables and to try to c- control them all always is, is, is near impossible. And so things are going to happen. Um, but mm-hmm. I would say that why we're so successful, I should say why we're so successful in having minimizing mistakes is that yeah. it's, they work in teams. And so, um, 
I think with teams, I think single press operators, and I'm not trying to, I've never really had that. No. So I, I don't, I don't know, maybe that, maybe it yeah. could work in that, in that scenario. But with teams, you know, you're, you, if you're a normal human and you're not like mental and, and have, like Dylan said, if you're not just being a dick and Hey, I'm going to sabotage and fuck these shirts up. But if you're just a normal human being and you're working within a team, you want to do good. You know, when you're yeah. working, you don't want to let your team down. And if you do yeah. let your team down, your team lets you know, you know, not just, uh, not every time or anything, but if you're repeating a mistake, a, you know, yeah, pretty soon sense. your, your quality control at the end of the dryer or your press assistant or whoever it is and say, Hey, you know, like last time we messed this up, let's not do it again. Or, yeah, or like, or like Dylan said, you know, somebody messes up, they, um, they, they could say, Hey, let's, let's change the off contact or let's change our flash time or let's change the palette tape or whatever it is, you know? Whatever it is, yeah. uh, you that's have kind of like that's kind of like always been my role here, and I kind of try to. And again, like let's be honest, like it's not perfect. It, it, it's never perfect. You're always working on it. There's always bullshit everybody has to deal with, and every shop, mm-hmm. no matter how good they are, they have to deal with the same bullshit. So don't let anybody tell you like we have the fucking best flawless prints all the time because it's not true. So yeah. it's the same thing like out there. Like I try to tell these guys like. I know they get in the mode. Like they look at the schedule for the day. They're like, I want to get this stuff done. I want to do this. And it's hard for them to get into the mode of like always stopping. Like if something starts happening, that probably shouldn't be happening. Like just stop, like completely stop the press. If you don't know how to fix it, grab somebody or let's like brainstorm it and we'll figure it out together. Like just stop yeah. doing what you're doing. Don't get frustrated. We'll figure it out. And then we'll go back to printing. I feel like so many times they're just like, I can fix this, fix this on the fly or it's okay yeah, yeah, yeah. or it's passable. It's like, don't do that. Just stop. Let's 100% fix this and print the whole job. Like I'd rather do it all perfectly than to do like <clears throat> half-ass the whole thing. So yeah, like Andy was saying, like that he has two guys on press, like the printer could be loading and doing, focusing on what he's got to do or how many shirts he's trying to load or whatever. The other guy's looking at it as like, Oh, red's low or there's a pinhole here or, you know, oh, maybe you should raise off contact on this or maybe a little yeah. more squeegee angle on this because he sees the shirt every time it comes to unload. Like he's looking at it like, oh, hey, this doesn't look exactly right. Stop the press. Let's figure it out. But if it's single yeah. guy, he's just like trying to get the job done. He might not look at things or see things as easily because he doesn't have as much time. So, yeah, I know there's a lot of people that run single press operators, but I will I will debate. I would love to have a discussion about running in teams because what is the, so a lot of people, I think their, their, you know, their mindset is, look, I I don't want to pay another person to be at that press. You know, it's going to cost. So I've got, you're telling me I have to run a press assistant and that's going to be this much more dollars an hour, you know? And so, you know, fuck that. I don't want to do that. But what is that? What, let's say you're paying a press assistant $15 an hour. Okay. Just to throw that out there, that $15 in that hour, what's that worth? Like if they, if they save a job from a misprint or if they, like Dylan said, they catch a, um, a shirt that's run out of ink. Um, and, and whereas the press operator is focusing on everything else, you know, just running the job, if they just catch it one time during that day, I mean, think about that. That's, it's really good. I mean, that's, uh, yeah. is it costing you to not have, to not run in a team? Is that really actually costing you, you know, like costing you more? In yeah. other words, yeah, yeah. you just have sense. to look at how much shit's getting messed up. Like, are you having yeah. issues like every single day? And it's like, 
We had yeah. that at one point, but our issue was like our mock-up system. Like we were doing mock-ups, but they weren't as detailed as they should have been. You know what I mean? Like yeah. now we have a mock-up template that's got like exactly what the shirt should look like. And then it's got like Pantones and inches down and, you know, every detail you could ask for about exactly how this job should be printed. Like yeah. flash between this, like before we were having it where it was just kind of like, this is the mock-up. Like it was a literally picture of the shirt yeah. and the, yeah, the yeah, printers yeah. were like, Oh, this looks good at, you know, three inches down. You know what I mean? We mm. wouldn't say that. We wouldn't say make it three inches down. Mm. We would just say print it on the front. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And then we were having, no, we were having stuff all the time where it was like, Oh, you know, this is customer called and says it's too low or, you know, customer called, they don't like the sink color and like all this other stuff. Like we were running into stupid issues all the time. And it was like, yeah. all we had to do was make the way more detailed mock-up. And it's like literally like issues drop to zero. Like we had no mm -hmm. issues. And then when we did have an issue, it was usually a customer issue because they approved it that color and they were, they were like, oh, it doesn't match my truck. And it's like, how the fuck yeah. am I supposed to know what your truck looks like? Yeah. Like, well, I mean, there's a thousand things you can do to help. Um, improve misprints but um, back to the running in teams it's it's way more than just catching mistakes you know it's just about going faster so um, not yeah. only um, even if if it's just 50 shirts I mean you've got an offloader that all you do as a press operator once the job set up is load shirts and the press assistant unload shirts and mm -hmm. it's I don't know way faster and then it's just a fatigue thing too like if you're loading shirts and offloading shirts all day long i don't know so uh there's that and then there's also set up teardown because you have this person to set up jobs and tear out jobs at the same time and to prove that we did a hundred shirt challenge <laughs> and we set up a six color job two minutes eight seconds and that time was beat by the way uh, a, a couple of days ago by a team in Belgium and they sent me the video and so it's it's published um or it's on their Facebook they beat our we did 100 shirts set up six color printed 100 shirts in 1405 and they did it in 12 minutes 12 seconds and Boy, I knew what that, was that hiccup that you had what was that hiccup you had right yeah that was um you did the print start or whatever right that, that was a countdown like you so i didn't our other our sportsmen's don't have this their their software is older um but the cobra has a, a countdown mode so let's just say you're like hey i'm going to print these 100 shirts and so you enter in 100 and what it'll do is once it hits zero it print it automatically prints fin print finishes and so it just stops Dang, printing as it goes cool. around. Well, I was playing with that earlier. I was like, well, that's kind of cool. You know, it'll count. I didn't know it print it's it automatically print finished. I just thought it counted down for me. So it'd be perfect. Like we're going to print these hundred jars. It'll count down to zero and I'll kind of be able to have a visual on a print run screen of like how many shirts I have left. Cause you look at the cart, you're like, how many shirts I have? I don't know. 20, 30, yeah, just cool. take a guess. Well, this tells you, so it'll go 100, it'll count down to zero. Right. I was like, well, that's really cool. And we were messing around, messing around. And then I got off. I just forgot about that. And I had already printed some, and so like some other order earlier. And so all of a sudden, we when we started that the timer, we were already down to like whatever yeah. fifteen shirts or yeah. something like that. And so it just print finished on me. I was like, "What's going on?" I had no idea. I just stood there, like, and I and I Man, started crying. That's a cool. That's a cool but feature, though. It's a cool feature, but I didn't fully understand how it worked. But yeah, that's yeah, why, yeah. Uh, and I knew that there was a window. Like I knew that time. 
when we put it up at, at 14 or five, I knew that wasn't the best time ever. Like this. Yeah. You knew he was going to get beat. Like yeah. that was maybe a world record only because nobody's ever timed it before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, the first one. and I figured like if somebody does, um, try to beat it and don't, well, they're, they probably wouldn't say, but, but the thing is, is like, we talked about this is it's not really like the, it's, I mean, I know you did it as a challenge, but realistically it was to show that with the right tools and with the right, like, you know, pre-registration, all that stuff, right. like you can, you could set up a, whatever it was like five, six, six color print mm -hmm. and print the job in fucking whatever. Under 15 minutes. minutes. Like, right. I, like my it's head, doable. If, like if somebody tells you, Hey, you can, here's a six color job, hundred shirts, and you can do this in 15 minutes from setting it up and printing it. I think a lot of people don't even realize that. And that's why printing with printing in teams and they had a, there, uh, they ran with uh, with a M and R sportsman, and they used the Trilock TriSync, just like just like we did. And they, and, you know, and they did it in twelve minutes, twelve seconds. And so that's like the new, I guess that's the world record. And I still think it's beatable. I think that I think a lot of teams with that system, with the registration system, they're going to be in the ten to twelve. I don't know if we'll ever see like a sub ten minute or anything. That'd be half. Yeah. I don't know how they pull that off, but. I think I knew that when we did it, we'd be, I could have done it in 12 minutes roughly, but I just went ahead and posted that anyway, because well, that's what, that's what was our time, you know? No, yeah, that was, that was, <laughs> and, uh, that was cool. Um, but it was really cool to see somebody else actually try it and see where they, yeah. see where they came in. And my point is, is that you, we were able to do so many more jobs. Like we went to a press, I guess we've always been a, a press team, but we are a press team because we, that's the only way to get everything done. You know, there's otherwise, if it was a single press operator, I guess we'd have to have four presses or something. But with it, for the longest time, we just had two presses. And the only way to get through our orders for that day were to have to run in teams. And then they all know their rules and they, they work like so well together. Like once you've worked with somebody, you kind of just know what, what you're, you know, yeah, what you're going to do next, awesome. you know? And so, it works yeah. out really well. So really consider that. I would like, if you want to hire <clears throat> yeah, somebody sure. and you're bringing somebody in, it sounds like you need like, it sounds like you need a full-time printer, not part-time morning, part-time afternoon. Yeah. You could bring yeah. somebody in, right? This would work perfectly. So if your next hire was just this full-time printer from whenever you opened and whenever you close, mm -hmm. and then he had this press assistant person that came in from the mornings until noon. And then this other guy who came in at noon until close or whatever. I mean, that's perfect. You know, then you yeah, have this yeah, press team sure. and you have a person that, that that's actually running full time. I think it would be kind of hard to be a part time printer. You know, maybe that's where some of the mistakes are coming in because it's not. Dude, I think doing. so. That was the last time I talked to him. I was like, I immediately like took it all on me. I was like, dude, like you are not printing as much as you probably should be or could be like that's on me. Like from now on, every time you're in the building, like you're only printing nothing else because he was doing like. Uh, you know, like exposing screens and bagging, tagging too. So he never printed as much as my other guy. So I was like, from now on, only print just so he can get all the goof ups out of the way, I guess, and just get trained better. So yeah, for sure. Cause he's part time. Um, all right. So I have now got some questions about actual screen printing, like a little more technical questions. Um, and they're all going to sound like rookie questions. So just it is what it is. But like, I've, I've talked to a bunch of shops about this and when I'm on the phone with them, I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah, I understand. I understand. And then I go to press. I'm like, I don't know what the freak they said. And it's like, uh, pallet adhesive. Like, so I use like the water-based adhesive. I just, we just put it on, put it on, put it on. We never spray it and never scrub it. We never do that. So I get bubbles like 
that like all the time. Um, and it's a big hassle, obviously. So I think I know Andy uses like Roltex. So I don't think it's water-based, right? Is that right, Andy? We're using, we're using both now, but yeah. Okay. You so, answered, okay, well, you answered your own question though. Like just you, to use Roltech? your answer was in the fucking question. No, not to use Roltech. You oh, said oh, to okay, scrub no, the pallets. No, no. Okay. So my question about it is like specifically tell me like a third grader, like, when do you do it? When do you scrub like after ten shirts <laughs> when, or after the whole job? When they're when not do? sticky anymore. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. So so then, so we do that. When do you, when do so you basically, when do you add it again? So basically, you, you add. So say say you got brand new pallet tape. Okay, yeah. nothing's on the pallet tape. You took the old one off, put new pallet tape on. Yeah. So put water based glue on. And the other thing too is like, I think. I can't remember what the ratio is, but we use text tech. We found that it's like, it's kind of too sticky straight out of the, the gallon. So we had it to where we put it in a bottle and then we put like, you know, this much water and then this much glue just to kind of water it down a little bit. And then yeah. we put it on the pallet, we cart it on the whole pallet, keep it on there. And then yeah. we print a job. And then at the end of that run, it depends on the size of the run. Like if you can see noticeably, there's a lot of lint on the pallet. It's more like a color change, you know, like say you do a hundred black t-shirts, you're going to see the amount of lint because they were all black t-shirts. Um, yeah. We check the tack of it and we're like, okay, like it's not that tacky, you know, take a, a water bottle and add a little bit of water, scrub the pallets down and then do like a, like a, like a pallet warm up, you know, a couple spins and then the, the flash will reactivate the glue again and get sticky again and also evaporate so just, evaporate some of that water off the pallet right it takes all the water off the pallet that was left over from scrubbing it and then it's sticky so when you again. scrub it so when you scrub it like are there are there like a lot of lit, like lint little balls that you, do you have to like just like dust those yeah off so what we use what we use is the same scrub brushes we use on our screens yeah, so we'll just scrub it, you know, it's not like you have to fucking go hard on it, but you just scrub it okay. to get all the lint off. And then we just take the edge of the, the scrub brush, like tilt it on its side. And just like, if there's any lint balls or whatever, just wipe them off. But the thing is, as it's okay. spinning, say it takes four spins to like heat them up and like get attacked. Yeah. And if you see a lint ball or something weird, just swat it off. And then, okay. you know, whatever. You love swatting it off or, or picking it off with your fingers and then your fingers are all tacky. That's the best. <laughs> so yeah, that's right. really it. It's not, there's no science to it. Cause there's so tons just of whenever you need, whenever right. You whenever need you just like need. before every job, look at it and be like, okay. Um, like how much tack do I need for this? Cause the other thing too, is it depends on the shirt. Like if you're doing a hundred percent cotton or a 50, 50, like it can be, it doesn't yeah. have to be crazy tacky. Like so many people over tack their shirts and then they're like fucking ripping it off. And like <laughs> yeah. the problem with that though, is it'll stretch the print. So like if you had a print oh, yeah. that's like yeah, a rectangle or a circle, it turns into an oval or an egg looking yeah. fucking thing. Hey Dylan, um, can you do us a favor and make a video on my, uh, tomorrow? tomorrow make a bit make okay <laughs> doesn't have Tonight. to be you know like professionally produced video just grab your iphone hit record turn it sideways and then show us you yeah. know your your detac you know your de-linting palette attack yeah. reactivating tack uh method and then put that on instagram thank you Dylan. and then well i'll like it and jonathan will like it and, and that's it <laughs> and but yeah, like long story short that that's really it like the and i was saying okay. like right. 
if you're doing like 100% poly, you really want to make sure pretty much every job we do, if it's 100% poly, we make sure to re-glue before that job specifically because 100% poly or tri-blends really need that stick yeah. to hold them down. Um, yeah. But other than that, it's it's just that. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't add more glue ever to a linty palette because it's basically garbage then. Uh, if you're okay. using water-based, if you're using Roll-Tac, then yeah. you can add more glue. Right. But the difference is, is his palettes are going to be way, they're going to have to throw them away way faster than I'm going to have to throw my palette tape away. Okay. So. <laughs> All right. What, All right, what else you got? Right. Okay. No, I'm going to ask a rookie question. And you're going to be like, you're going to hang up on me. I don't ever for anything. And I don't know why people, I don't know why people do. So like, that's my question. Like, why do you, why ever change the squeegee angle? I never change squeegee angle for anything. What's the reason for changing it? Is that is that a bad question? No, I mean, do hey, you want, you, if it's do you a want question, me to do it or do you want to take it? There's no <laughs> such thing as a bad question, you know. Like, so um, well, honestly, that's the reason why people get in trouble is because they think it's a stupid question and they never ask it, and then they just make the same stupid mistake all the time because yeah, yeah. they never ask. Is it is it about registration or is it about putting more ink down or something? Because I don't, I there. don't know. Yeah, it's usually more ink or detail. So we generally look at it as like if if it's a big thick like it's a big area and we need a lot of coverage maybe give yeah. it a little bit more angle. But if we have a job that's like a simulated process and it has like a ton of halftones, a ton of detail, we generally do more of a, like not straight up and down, but like slight angle to it because it's laying down, like it's giving it kind of like a crisper cutoff and it's putting on just a little bit of ink rather than just smashing ink into the screen. Okay. Um, so, so that's kind of where we look at it. You used so to manually print, right? One. You manually yeah, printed. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, when you yeah. manually print, I mean, when you, if you're up, if you're straight up and down and printing, it just doesn't put very much down. This is a, a cord if, if you're using the same screen mesh. But if you're just straight oh, no, up dude. and down, or I was a and, pusher though. Oh, <laughs> so it's always like it was like I never really changed too much angle. It's like that's really, the thing though, and I can't remember who I talked to about it, but I think it was Marcot who was talking about that. Where like if you push, you're negating whatever barometer yeah. squeegee you have. So if you're like, yeah, I only use triple yeah, barometer yeah, yeah. squeegees, and you push doesn't matter like you're that's not using the flex of angle you're not that's, using that's the, exactly why uh automatic automatic presses don't push i mean they pull you know i mean yeah. why uh, otherwise they'd build automatics to push and, and yeah, they, yeah, just, yeah. they just don't and so yeah you always want to have I, i've always when i uh printed i know it's harder to pull and it was harder on my body but it just was i had so much more control and the prints looked so much better but but back to the question, uh, you answered it on your second, the second thing you said, and yes. that is it's just more ink. And so pressure is one thing, but not really. I mean, we don't want to, if it's not clearing the screen, then maybe we have to add pressure, but uh, it's all about your squeegee angle and the mesh. And okay, so, okay, um, okay. You should definitely be changing your angles. So um, there's an angle that we use for um, white ink and it i don't know if it ever changes i mean it just always that squeegee angle in head one is is pretty much yeah. always the same angle i would it's agree when it's when you're going around and you have let's say you're in a 230 mesh and and you're not getting enough ink deposit for whatever reason in this this particular design or, or whatever maybe you have some thicker ink or th too thin of ink you know you can adjust mm -hmm. with 
you know, squint, <laughs> there's another thing, durometer. Yeah, I forgot about that. So that makes a difference on how much uh, sharpness or maybe also how much ink goes down. And so, because you may be printing that in a, in a head, you know, let's say, let's say you're printing, you, let's use this for example, you're on head, you have an eight color, right? Yeah. And so on head eight, the previous job, you were putting down black in a wide open area. You were wanting to get as much ink down as possible. And so you had a big angle. And then you, now the next job, you have some detail and it's just halftone work on top of maybe an underbase or something like that. You would definitely want to change that angle to more uh, up and down so that you're not putting as much down. Otherwise, you're going to smash out that. You're going to have a ton of gain. Now I know. Yeah. If I, if I let the angle you're saying, yeah. 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 So that's the thing. Like we use, we use a stiff squeegee, like a a definitely a a stiffer squeegee in our whites. And then almost all of our color, our top colors, we use triple durometer, 70, 90, Oh, really? I got, I got it backwards. I got freaking all seventies or yeah, all seventies on the colors and then a triple in the white. (laughs) I bought it. Yeah. Yeah. And the other, the other part of that too, is just sharpness of the squeegee. Like you technically want to be able to feel your fingerprint on the edge of the squeegee. So okay. if you can't, and it's, a, it's rounded off, it's time to sharpen it or change your squeegee blade. So there's yeah, two, there's, that. Right, there's two ways that people do it. A, you buy a squeegee sharpener, which a lot of people will have one swear by it. They're like, Oh, I fucking sharpen them every other day or whatever. I don't want to do that. And I, I wasn't yeah. really into that. Pretty much what I did is I just bought, I just buy a new squeegee every, you know, X amount of time. So if I just say, okay, every three months, I'm going to change out every blade and just go, I'm just going to use a new blade every three months. So yeah, it's not, I've it's not about that beat or stretched or warped or, you know, th- th- sometimes they swell with chemical that you put on them or whatever. I just oh, like, yeah. I just, I feel like squeegee is so is cheap enough where it's just like every yeah. three months, I'll just buy a couple rolls, cut it, put it in. And that was the big thing that I did recently was just bought, got a quick clamp from him. And oh, I saw so, that. so now I just, you know, I can just pop all the squeegees in fast, you know, before you were like getting out a wrench, like a nine sixteenth <laughs> yeah. or whatever, and like yeah. loosening them, making sure you get it perfectly flat and then tighten it back up. It's like with a quick clamp, it's just like, you know, every three months, like I said, just cut new squeegee, pop them in, put it on press. And then you always have sharp squeegees. Yeah. Um, I wonder, it really depends on, we were talking to Andy about how often he does his squeegees. Like, well, we can't talk to Andy out. because apparently during this podcast, he just fucking has diarrhea or something. So, <laughs> did he open the back door or something? I have no idea where he is. <laughs> he's just like ripping ass. Yeah, he's just like, oh, I gotta go to the bathroom. It's probably all that coffee he's drinking. He wanted to drink coffee to impress you. Andy, you drink coffee? Was that a ghost shit? You didn't have to wipe. <laughs> you got that lucky. <laughs> oh, you drink coffee or what? You drinking coffee? I am, yeah. What kind? I've got. Well, I don't want to say. It's just coffee. I'm not going to be yeah. brand specific. Just coffee. Oh, okay. Hey, well, me and Dylan were talking about um, how often do you change your like sh- your squeegees out, like to keep them sharp, or if you do at all. Um. Say every three years. <laughs> no, I, I've thought about, um, so it, it depends because we have a certain squeegee for our white. So we use a 62, 90, 62. Is that what you use or something? I said that we use oh. a stiff squeegee oh, yeah. on whites and then triple. Yeah, so, we use a, so we use a certain squeegee for our white and our white 
And that squeegee gets abused. Like it is used yeah. all fucking day, like so many yeah. thousands of prints. <laughs> and so as far as replacing those, it's going to be sooner than the others, you know? And so yeah, here's the thing. We just replaced a whole bunch and we were like, cause we couldn't keep track cause we replaced some yeah, and then and like, Hey, it was just kind of, Hey, is this, this, this is feeling like it's dull or it's feeling like, cause we don't have a sharpener or it's yeah. feeling like it's um, like, it's just the flex is, is no good anymore. And so we had no idea by just by, you know, unless we're printing and during printing, it wasn't working right. So we decided yeah. to Sharpie um, on the, the side that's up in the squeegee holder. We Sharpied yeah. the date when, when we, uh, when we installed it, you know, like when we put it into service, I guess, as we, we mm-hmm. just started doing that so that we can actually, and it's really easy for us because we have the quick clamp, what's it called? quick clamp, you know, we can, so we can peek in there just, you know, really fast. If we had to wrench it off, I mean, maybe that wouldn't be as ideal, but at least we can check and say, and to see, you know, like when that was put yeah. in, but it still doesn't really. Cause, cause really you don't know how many times like you Yeah. You don't it, know yeah. the true, you don't know if you just ran like a 10,000 piece order. Not that we have a lot of those, but we, every once in a while, or if you just happen to grab one that has just been used, you know, got way more prints on it. And so I don't know, it's still. That's what I said. Like no matter that? what the squeegee is, I would just say like every three months, I just replace every single one and then go right back to it. You know, yeah, do it. Yeah, I come yeah. in on a Saturday or something and just fucking I mean, push them all changing up. it out at all is good. Cause like, I don't, I've never changed mine out. So I need to do that. I mean, I've only had, uh, it's been a while. <laughs> I didn't change mine for sure. Have you thought uh, about right, my next question ever, Dylan? No, I don't want Dylan. one. Hmm. <laughs> I just don't have the desire to it's for me. It's the same thing as like Newman's. It's like, do I take the time to like constantly check them and tweak them and everything else? It's like squeegees. Like they're focused on trying to get jobs out out there. I'm not, they're not, I don't want to be like, Hey, sharpen your squeegee after every job or fucking you Do know, you flip every them two weeks. First? I don't, I just, so you got to road, like you rotate the tires, just pull them out, flip them, put them back in. You have a, take a squeegee tire. out, throw it away, put a new squeegee in. Okay, sure. Go for it. <laughs> He's like, I mean, I know it's I know it's probably not the best for the environment to constantly be throwing rubber in the garbage, but um I don't know. Like I said, it's just actual workflow. It's easier for me, the owner, to go out there and just change out all the squeegee blades and let them keep printing. So that I hope that answered your question. I know you no, asked angles exactly. and we talked about squeegees for no, that was per- no. I was wondering. Uh, about and quick tip, quick tip. Anybody ordering? Um, I know this is true for M and R. I don't know. Maybe it's not for others. But anybody ordering? Well, obviously they have the quick clamp. So anybody ordering a press, you can request the cl- the quick clamp squeegee holders. You know, you for don't free? have to get. Yeah. So and you know they can ship the press with the bolt ones or whatever. I found that out oh, the hard I got way. What you're saying. I found yeah. that out the hard way. No, really. I got That's the awesome. I got the gauntlet and I ordered the quick clamp and wow. the gauntlet came with the old squeegee holders. Dang. So I had to return all those and then they shipped me quick clamp. Oh, okay. Plates. Oh, okay. But if you Damn, if you when crazy. you're ordering a press, if you're just like, hey, and that's another thing too, I found out that you can kind of twist your uh sales rep a little bit and be like, I want winged flood bars for all my right. flood bars. That's just like when you buy a new car, when you go to buy the car, you never leave the dealership without um, all season floor mats. You know what I mean? Like 
Because they cost whatever they cost, like five hundred dollars or whatever. You buy them from the dealer, so just always they'll throw that shit in. Just like, hey, you know, I did, really- <laughs> I did that a little while ago, and my wife was so like embarrassed that I did it. We went and bought, uh, we went and bought like a new furniture set for the living room, and they on like some of the test beds they had these like super nice pillows. They were like these like, you know, like two hundred dollar pillow or whatever for like my normal sleeping pillow. And the lady was like, oh, you like that? You know, it's this cost or whatever. And then we walked around, walked around, asked her questions. And she was like, well, what do you like? And my, my wife's like, oh, I'll, I'll take this set or whatever. And I was like, I'll buy that set right now today if you throw in this pillow. And they were like, yeah. all right. So, the, yeah, That's just funny. with M&R, just be like, hey, you know, I want. Throw wing, in a flash. I want wing flood. I wouldn't say flash, but like. Okay, okay. If you say, well, I want wing flood bars and. Um, that quick claims. That person that's working at that furniture store needs to read this book. Never split the difference. Then Got they went on my wish list. Yeah. So this is we're gonna talk about this in just a minute, but you need to send her after you like took advantage of her, you needed to send her that <laughs> that book of like, hey, don't just throw that fellow in. I guess I did the same thing to that. They're always though, like that's a good thing uh, to ask for and ask for wingtips. They're harder to clean, but man, they're really great after I call it a hundred shirts to have them. Um, and then I'll be right back. I got, I got a tip. Uh, and the other right. one was the quick clamp, because if you're ever going to invest in the quick clamp, the time to do it is when you order, you know, when you order a brand new press, because you can instantly yep. have, you know, if yep. it's a 10 color press, they're going to send you 10 squeegee holders and might as well start there and then order a yeah order up yourself a quick clamp because it is just night and day you know so much better yeah for sure um my next I have my next question is about and i know on this podcast we talked about screens like so much so yeah well you're asking the right guy because dylan he's he doesn't really okay not, good okay good well real quick anyway. with frank like if you send frank like or can you send frank like your old screens and he'll like give you kind of some kind of exchange for his screens if you wanted to do that or oh, why would you, why do you want to exchange? You don't want your your same frames back. No, I want to be with his frames if they're so good. Like versus, like <laughs> I don't even know. Where oh, 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 no. So okay. Um, as far as restretches, yeah, he he has another question going, and he's asking the right person for this one. So you can just sit tight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but. What was it? What was it? You just totally yeah. threw me off. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Back to what I was saying. No, 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 no. <laughs> you're talking about Frank and the screens and exchanging. Yeah. So if you're going to restretch, he's going to, what he doesn't have, he doesn't have any use for whatever your old frames, you know, unless that's they're right. his. Okay, I guess. And he's not going to, yeah. to my knowledge, he doesn't resell like, you know, pre-owned or pre-used frames or anything like okay. that. So what, what he does in, you know, maybe the frames you have are the same thickness, the same wall thickness. I don't know uh, as he has, or maybe, you know, you don't even know it, but the frames you have were actually his because he's sold to a third party or, or whatever. And so you yeah. may even have his frames and unknowingly, but yeah. um, I would say that how, when we restretch with Frank, I, I put them on a pallet and um, I send them <laughs> to him <laughs> And I'm uh, this is boring to Dylan because he doesn't do this. And so it's boring to him. He just throws his, just like Dylan. his squeegees, he just throws his fucking screens in the dumpster. Let the man talk. Let the man talk. <laughs> 
And so, yeah, I would send, um, so whatever frames you have, if you think they're good, you know, like they're good enough, unless they're lousy, I, I don't know that maybe, you know, you do more than me, but just, yeah. you know, ship them up to him and he restretches and boom, there you go. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was wondering, all right, what do you, what do you got to show Dylan? All right. I have two, two squeegee related tips that I found out. Well, one we've been doing for a really long time, but the other I found out. So my buddy from Lancaster print house, I mean, you guys follow him or not. Um, yes, my boy for forever when I bought a roll of squeegee and I think you might be able to order them pre-cut from some places like at 16 inch or whatever, but I would always just buy a roll. Well, I would always just take like a razor knife and I would like mark it with a marker and I would sit there and I would cut, you know, like five or six times to get the squeegee to cut. Well, he showed me this fucking multi-cut three-in-one cutter tool that like has a flat edge on one side and then the razor knife on the other side and it cuts squeegee blade like perfectly like butter like exactly flat where you want it no like jagged marks no whatever and if you want to cut off the tips so the corner too to like round it off you can do it easy with this just one snip fuck takes it right you demo it for us i don't have tomorrow but i will tomorrow can you make a video exactly thank you i can yeah i'll i'll i'm just gonna fill everything full of videos and then the second tip is this is a bigger squeegee that i have but if you're using a manual squeegee or i guess you could use it on auto but i would never use it on the auto is because i've been doing a bunch of manual printing the other the other day i thought about it is and we do it a lot at live prints just so it's easier to like clean up at the end but you could definitely use it every day if you were printing manually is to just take packaging tape or your screen tape whatever screen tape you're using and just tape the wood and then like maybe you know half an inch down into the squeegee like tape both sides so that way when you print the job and you're done printing all you gotta do is peel the tape off and there's no ink in the creases of the squeegee blade so That's that was one tip. thing That's that like tip. we we definitely use a ton at live printing just because it takes her up and Andy's got <laughs> shit again. <laughs> no, dude, that's a good that's a good tip with the tape. Like I was just cleaning. Well, it just cleans it off, and it's just yeah, so much easier. Sorry. What are you doing? Yeah, I'm here. Where do you keep going? <laughs> just listening. To- <laughs> uh, I got this calendar from Next Level. Are you in it? <laughs> Oh. I don't know. Like, I don't think so. It's Andy so. sprawled out in his white kernel. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So, hey, I, let's let's get out of this technical whatever. Is ISS in April going to happen? Definitely not, unless they move <laughs> it to Jonathan's home state of Texas. Texas. I know. Boom. Then it happens. Y'all for real? Y'all don't think it's going to happen no more? It's in California. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I don't, I'm not really keeping up. I don't think it's going to happen. I think if they moved it to maybe like October, November, maybe, but I mean, if you fly to California and we, and you go to a, I mean, you have to quarantine, you know, like we were going to, we were looking into vacationing. And so, and maybe I'm wrong on this, but we looked up the hotel and it said that when you land, and I don't know the, this, these are the rules I saw you land in California from out of state, you know, See, Jonathan's got to go too. He's, he doesn't want to hear this. No, He's no, cracking his spine. Yeah. Um, hey, correct if, if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. You land California, you have to quarantine for two weeks. That's what you have to do in New York too. At 14 the hotel. days. You know, so let's, so you're going to have, if you're going to go to Long Beach, you got to get there two fucking weeks earlier. 
which actually could be fun. And then you quarantine <laughs> in the hotel for yeah, two you weeks. Quarant- <laughs> right? And so you quarantine in the hotel for two weeks and then you go down to the floor. Maybe the thing is, is like tests. I mean, I know people say you can take a test. Um, and if you're negative, then, then go about your business. But that's not true because you need to wait however many days after the test, right? For it to be really accurate. Yeah. And so I just don't know how they're going to pull that off. I mean, unless they change the rules by then, if enough, enough people are vaccinated, but that's only a few months off, you know, you're talking about people committing to airline tickets and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I just, I just don't know how they're going to do it. You know, how, how can hard. you keep your team safe? Like if you're M&R or rock or whoever you are, and you got to fly, you know, 30 people in and, and put them up there. How, do, how does everybody stay, stay safe through all this, you know, unless you're in a bubble, you know, unless you're, right. You're, and then not. you're expecting to bring those like eight people back to your factory that yeah. has 500 people in it. Right. Yeah. And then talk Dang to people yourself. from all over the world because Long Beach is just that, you know, people come from all over the world for that. And so it's just, it's probably not going to happen. True. I know it was optimistic. I know when they set that up, it was, you know, like it, it's all, it's so hard, isn't it? Because when this whole thing went down, people were saying, Oh, we got to flatten the curve and that's going to take, two weeks or three weeks or, or whatever it is. And mm-hmm. here we are, you know, year later, long time. So <laughs> I don't see how it happens. Crazy. I don't see how it happens. And I want to be optimistic and say, say, yeah, you know, this is cause I want to go, but yeah. I, don't, I don't see it happening. And, and I was just half joking saying, saying, well, if it's in Texas, but that's kind of, kind of half true. I know they have one later yeah. in the year in Texas, right? There's a, the is Fort, it Fort Worth yeah. or something. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe that turns into Long Beach. When's Fort Worth? That's October. Well, there you go. First week, I think. I think, oh, like I said, yeah. in October. Yeah, there you go. That's maybe that's doable. You know. Yeah, the hard maybe part is, is that usually, like with Long Beach or any place like that, I usually buy plane tickets like months in advance. Oh, true. And figure out Airbnbs or wherever we're going to stay. And it's like I don't want to wait until March to figure out if I'm going to do that in April. Yeah, yeah. So that sucks. Yeah, it doesn't look like it's going to happen. Yeah. So let's um, talk about uh, let's talk about shirt show book book club that we're going to try to start. Yeah. It's Andy's idea because he's he's into books. But I I, I, ba- I back it book? I back it because I'd like to uh, I'd like to grow a little bit more knowledge this year. Hundred percent. Talk talk. What we got through. Andy. This is the second show we announced it last time, which airs when is that episode comes out? It comes out tomorrow. Uh, this book club and we talked about the book what it's going to be i have one here now i bought one um it showed up dylan gets his hard copy hard cover probably tomorrow Dylan, you're not gonna read that yeah he is no he is my boy <laughs> i'm gonna listen to it okay he's gonna read he promised me that he was gonna read the first one and so um he you know i really think it's important that you do read words on a page uh, for this first one, but yeah, this one's okay. about, um, is a wall street journal bestseller. There you go. It's a former FBI top hostage negotiators, field tested tools for talking anyone into or out of just about anything. So is that to like help manage like customers or manage like employees or like this book specifically? Or I think it's going to help. Both? I think, I think, I think it helps knowing about negotiations in business and also in life. I mean, whether it's with your kids or you're like, like Dylan said earlier, buying a press or buying a car or buying furniture, you know, just, just anything, um, yeah. le- learning how to negotiate better. You know, I knew I could 
I mean, it's, I've already learned something. I've spent an hour, a little over an hour reading and I've already have an idea of, um, you know, how to go about it better. And of course you have to practice it. I mean, this guy yeah. was, uh, was an FBI hostage negotiator for 30 years, you know, and so he developed a lot of um, their, their um, strategy, what, what they, how they go into a negotiation. He, um, over the past 30 years, they've, it's evolved, you know, and, and so yeah. um, pretty neat. I actually, like I said, book. I really, I really did have, do have that book on like my Amazon wish list of books. So that's cool. I'm, I'll get it. I'm going to listen to it. So you me. have to get it and then you'll have to be part of this book club where we can talk about it together. Oh, a hundred percent. Listening to it's cool too. I mean, because it's obviously it's way easier. You can listen to it when you're commuting or listen to it when you're on press or whatever. Um, but I thought this, this first one, I don't know, I'd buy it and read it, you know, by the fire. Yeah. My No pants. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um it'll be fun to discuss too so we're gonna try and do one a month see how it goes yeah well, that's the other That'd thing cool. too like i know this isn't necessarily part of this book club but it's just like a lot of things i've learned about anything like business and all that stuff is usually stuff that's not industry related it could be like some yeah. other business owner that did something you know a lot of the same shit we share so yeah um, i'm excited i'll listen to it I want to hear what this guy's got to say. I mean, sorry, Andy, I'll read it. I'll tell you I read it, but I'll definitely listen to it. I think what you just said is is really key too, because like you said, you've learned so much about your business from maybe not this industry. And I do the same thing. Whenever I'm somewhere and uh, at a different place, you know, if it's Target or wherever I'm at, and I see something that I think they that they do right, well, then I remember that, you know, I'll say, oh, I really like how they do that. Or if I see something how that they do wrong, I'll remember that. Or if an employee, wherever I'm out, if somebody or an associate, they, they treat me really well. I mean, wow, you know, how do they, that's awesome the way they, they handled that situation. And so, Chick-fil-A, yeah, I really, um, Chick-fil-A all day. Chick-fil-A all day. Yeah. They, they do dominate. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm, so. I've been eating Chick-fil-A over the past like three days and there's not even yeah. close to me. Chris had to go pick Randy up at the airport in Syracuse and there's a Chick-fil-A up there. And he brought me back four sandwiches and left them in my mailbox. That's awesome. (laughs) So I've been eating a sandwich a day for the past couple of days. (laughs) So 2020 is over 2021. Um, Hey, you know, happy 2021. Happy New Year. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Happy New Year's. Um, I thought this is something we did last episode and I really liked it. So one thing that you did right last year. Give us one thing. Mm, what did I do right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I know what. Oh, two two things. <laughs> two big things. Okay. Oh, hold that it's, just, it's also going to be like, it's also going to be like a rookie thing. Like, oh, you barely did that kind of thing, but it's all good. Um, so barely back in August, like I barely signed up for UPS, like daily uh, pickups which I know everybody probably does that already, but like before I literally me like would drive like packages to people's homes, like and do personal deliveries all every day, all the time. And if I had something going out of the town, out of town, then I would just go to UPS, like local UPS and ship it. And like, obviously I took so much time driving. So I finally got the daily, daily pickups and it's crazy. Like I didn't under, I didn't realize the, um, like the rates you get, like, I mean, 
I get good rates versus just like using the UPS store. And it's like exactly big, so big savings. Getting getting a UPS yeah. account and paying for that daily pickup actually yeah, pays for itself. Way worth it. Yeah, it's way worth just it. Just with the drive um, time. Yeah. But, and this is yeah. something, hold on, this is something that me and Andy talked about when I went out and visited his shop is that yeah. when you get UPS, sign up for the rewards program that they have because oh, every year that builds up to you being able to get something at the end of the year. So like for me, so pretty much for me, pretty much at the end of every year I get like, I mean, they have tons of random shit. It's just like tools like DeWalt tools yeah. or TVs or iPads or iMacs or whatever, depending on how many points you That's get. Awesome. So this year I, I got like, I don't know, it was like a 47 inch 4k TV last year. I got like an iPad pro year before. Oh, I, I didn't know that. Like that. Yeah, and it's all it's just awesome. like with your points. Like it doesn't cost you anything. You just be like, oh, I have 15,000 points. That thing's 14,000 and they just mail it to you. So That's crazy. I didn't know that. So yeah, I was going to say two things. One, driving to the UPS store is like, that was, so that is something you did right because that's a complete 100% waste of time. So it's a good thing you yes. did that. But one thing I would say is beneficial is those those personal deliveries. I mean, there's so much you can do if you to, that you could take advantage of, you know, like actually delivering, let's say you had to deliver that a couple of cases or a few boxes of shirts to a school and you're in your face, you are in there and you're dropping those off or whatever. It's a business and you're dropping those off. Mm -hmm. You can have, you're building a relationship or you have the opportunity 100%. to yeah. build a relationship. They're like, wow, you know, like, fuck, Jonathan just personally delivered these and he's so yeah. handsome and here he is like <laughs> dropping those shirts off and you so make, handsome you make their day that's you know? and, and then how, also that's how i kept my business and <laughs> i got pickups and never gonna see me it's gonna go straight down and so i and do so, i do personally del delivery still it just depends on the customer or like the order but, but dylan actually loses business when he does that when he shows up there like, i show up oh, like an ogre and i'm like hey here's your boxes <laughs> <laughs> throws it on their counter then i bend over yeah. in the van to get something and my ass crack hangs out and they're just like oh my god stop delivering these <laughs> But, but for real, <laughs> but for real, you know, you get to, uh, you know, hand them, hand them, like maybe there's a, maybe you, you, you deliver to a coach or whatever. And some other coaches happens to just be there, you know, from a different team or whatever it is. And then, and they're like, Hey, and they see that you're, you're bringing these boxes. Just get, you know, they probably ask for a card or if not, they'll ask that coach and they see you, see you just drop that off and they're, they're going to go to you next time. Right? With your success yeah, branded boxes. Yeah. With that name and that success and boom. Oh yeah. Uh, so I, <laughs> I don't know. Try, try like those shoot. personal deliveries, um, I I should do more every once in a while. I do it, or maybe somebody from here does it. You know. Yeah. Um, but I think there's something to be said about them. There's that's not so yeah, bad. Driving sure. to the UPS store, no thumbs down, thumbs down. Like we have okay. we have a customer that's a brewery that's actually like a really big brewery that's near us, and I always make sure I deliver their boxes because. It's just part of it. You know what I mean? They could go anywhere. They could go to any print shop, but me specifically bringing them all their orders directly to their door. You know, it could be a Saturday. Like I'll just still drive them there because they need them for that weekend or whatever. Like it's stuff like that. It makes a difference. Yeah. For them. It, it makes that connection 100%. too. Like they know they're going to see me. I'm going to walk in. I'm going to high five them. They're going to offer me a beer, you know, whatever. It's, it's that connection versus the, Hey, you just paid me online and it'll show up UPS. Like, yeah, I know you'd have to do that with 99% of the orders, but when right. you can deliver. So cool. you did, you did two things right last year, which is 
which is, yeah. we got one of them. What's the other thing you did, right? Uh, the other thing, but the other thing is going to take, like, I just did it like a couple of weeks ago and it take effect next year. But, and like, I don't know, my brother-in-law was telling me, he's like, Hey, well, like, what do you pay for like electricity? Like at my shop. And I was like telling him, and he was like telling me about a website that just like, I forget what it's called. Um, basically like I was paying way too. I mean, I think, you, and y'all probably know this, you can like change like providers, like for your internet. I mean, not your internet, your electricity providers. And mm-hmm. so like I was paying like great, like 13 cents, I think a kilowatt or something like that. And you know what? I changed it and it was like easy to change. And it's like, now I'm like at five cents. So I'm literally going to save like thousands next year. Uh, just cause I was paying so much in electricity. I think the, uh, website's like powered to choose.org. I don't know if y'all have heard of that, but, and y'all might be good on your electricity, but I'm just saying like, I was paying way more than what I had to. And I just looked into it and it was like a quick, quick fix. And it's going to save me like a ton of money. You ever heard of anything like that? Yeah. I've done it before and I didn't have a great experience. And now I'm just back. Oh, to regular no? nice like, yeah. Holy crap. What if I'm screwed? <laughs> well, with some of them, it's the same thing. Like you were saying about like the internet thing where like, they're like, Oh, sign up. It's like 35 bucks for, for the first year. Well, when they go to renew your rates, they're not going to be as nice and friendly and they're not going to be as great. I got you. Um, yeah. So I would just keep an eye on it. Uh, yeah, for sure. That was, that was my only problem is that after the period where they told me it was going to be whatever it was, it, it went way higher and, way higher, yeah. and then I you have to pay the problem point. then for me is that then I had to pay two people versus one person because before oh, I was yeah. just paying nice egg, which is New York state electric and gas. Um, oh, okay. and then I was paying nice egg and like whatever energy butterflies or whatever the fuck they were called. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then it just got annoying to pay two people and I don't know it, it like I said, if you can pay attention to it and see your bill and pay, you know, make sure you're doing it, yeah, you're we'll probably see. good. Just check it like after a while and see what their rates. The one that be. I got, the one I got's come is like locked in for like three years. So we'll see after that what we're looking like. I'd probably then you just find mm-hmm. another person. I would think. I don't know. We'll see though. Yeah, I'm actually looking into getting solar here because where oh, I that's live, freaking dope. where I live, they're putting in a lot of solar farms. So I'm going to see if I can get connected awesome. to a solar farm instead of. What I'm want to hear a want to hear a sad story? Always what? from you. <laughs> um, we have six meters here. Six. We get. I get six power bills. So and here and, and here's why. So the way this building was set up and the way we've expanded. So we had this first unit we built out. We were, had the option of consolidating, and so we just had one meter. And then we took over this next section and that added two meters because just the way the power came in and how much power we needed, um, it would cost, it would have had costed more, it would have cost more money to consolidate than just to leave them, you know, the way they were. Yeah. And just pay that, pay those meter fees. And then we expanded that first, second time and it was already kind of set up and built out, you know, so we just took it over and they already had their, um, meter. And so this, yeah. this last time we expanded, we had to add two panels in additional meters. And so I lo- I was like, this time I was like, before we finalized, I'm like, look, <laughs> is there any way to consolidate these? Because it's crazy. Cause I'm going to have these more, you know, this many more bills. And the guy, the, as we were, the contractor was like, no way, man, it would cost so much more money. We'd have to basically pull all this new wire and da da da. 
And so I, I was like, okay, here's, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to call Amron. Ours is called Amron. I'm going to call them. And, I'm, and, I, and I did. I'm going to plead my case. Like, look, I've got, you know, this is crazy. I've got six meters. You charge me this fee every month just to have a meter. They don't you know? shit. <laughs> they want yeah, to just keep like, those meters. Like there's a meter charge and then there's the kilowatt usage charge, right? So I'm like, you've got to be able to like not char- just charge me one time even though you have these meters and then, but charge me for all the kilowatts. Cool. I'm, I'm, I understand. And, and so I, I pleaded with them. She's like, Nope, uh, we can't do that. And, and it's not because we're Amarin and we don't give a shit. It was because yeah. it's a law, like it's the state or maybe federal law that they have to have a meter charge per meter. And maybe there was bullshit and they made that up. But you know how they have those other, all those fees, like state, federal fees and all the kind of fees for mm-hmm. power. So it was just a law. If you have a meter, there's a charge and there's no way around it. So, yeah. Dang, that that's, that's, that's crazy. Six meters. So I get six bills and I guess it's the same. Yeah, it'd be the same total except for those additional meter charges. We actually yeah. have something similar well we only have one meter here but because the building is split up into technically i could have like three rentals i instead of getting three meters and doing that same whole thing i bought these boxes they're like they got like two diode things on them that go on each like electrical panel for each rental space so i can just walk over there on like january 1st and look at what the kilowatt hour is and then at the end of the month go over and look at what it is and then i charge them on their rent bill what their kilowatt hour, like what their electric is instead of having three meters and doing that whole thing. Oh yeah. Like a separate meter to try to build them. You're saying it's just like a thing that shows me what power they're using off of my main power so that I can charge them the electric bill instead of having three meters on the building. So it was 500 bucks for me to get this thing that shows me what they're using or spend like four grand to get like a mass put on a meter the whole thing per whatever. Mm-hmm. So I just tell them, I, you know, I say, Hey, you use this much. It's going to be 150 bucks on your bill or whatever. So. Well, that's good. After I read this book, maybe I can call Amron back and negotiate. 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 Yeah. Maybe I'll That'd be amazing. Awesome. Maybe somehow I can save some money. We'll see. Otherwise this book's trash. Like, fuck <laughs> it. <laughs> if, they can, if you can't get down to one meter, this book is trash. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to call, who is it? Chris Voss. And, and let him know, like, hey, it doesn't yeah. work. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, all right, so uh, we have some, some quick, quick takes. takes. Yeah, let's do them. Mm. Um, should, right. I, should, I, should I start it off? Yeah, go ahead. All right, Jonathan, you ready? Shoot. Was that some decaf or was that regular? regular. Yeah, same. I, I got... I got some regular going on here, which is going to probably fuck me up because it's six o'clock. Just drink like Zequil or something. <laughs> All right. Some melatonin. Uh, question one. What time does your alarm go off? Uh, 6.30, but I snooze it until I'm ready. <laughs> until I'm ready. <laughs> Not till 6.45, just until you wake up. Like snooze it until, uh, until it's like too late. Is your snooze set at 10 minutes or what? Yeah, 10 minutes. Hold on. Yeah, 10 minutes. So I have a feeling tomorrow is going to be pretty rough because we've been gone for since Christmas Eve. It's like 10 days. And no, dude, tomorrow, every Monday is going to be rough from here on out. 
Yeah, there's going to be some tardies tomorrow, um, including myself, probably. So, uh, next question. Shoot. Oh, I kind of asked that decaf. fucking. Duh! Why did I just ask that? <laughs> what <are> you... <laughs> I, asked, say... I, uh, I asked two questions. Not I didn't even know. So, next question. What uh, What was the last book you read or listened to? Um, uh, I'm listening to one right now. It's um. It's called, I think it's called The Ride of a Lifetime, and it's like the president of Disney. It's like his book, and uh, it's pretty dope. It's like, it's crazy. Like, all those books about, like, big businesses, it's like, it's it's always nice to hear, like, they're just, like, regular guys, but they're, you know, putting up with, like, managing employees and, like, big, doing, just doing big things, but they're just, at the end of the day, they're just, like. Oh, no, they're best. not. They're CEOs. They make a ton of money, and they don't do shit. <laughs> We know, it, no, we know the no, real, the, the owner or the CEO or the president, they don't really do anything. Come on. They paint a different picture in the book, <laughs> but, it, but right. it's, all right. it, it's fiction. It's um, fiction. Okay. Well, it makes me feel better about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm, so with you rec- you. I'm with you, Jonathan. You recommend it? I'm like halfway through it, but it's been dope. Yeah. I okay. Like all right. I'll check it out. Maybe that'll be our, I think we have our second we have a few books lined up, so maybe we need to, Maybe we need to stick that one in there, though. Maybe I feel like we should talk about it. I have no idea what your list is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this yeah. is Andy's book club that I'm just part of. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. All right, we'll we'll talk about we'll talk about the next book. Um, okay. Best barbecue in Texas. Oh yeah, yeah. Man, that's like don't lie either. That. Don't lie. I'm not going to freaking know. I'm not going to know, but I mean, there's a place in. Uh, well, don't say best barbecue in, in all of Texas. What's your favorite barbecue where you're yeah. like in your, your area? Okay. Your best, your favorite. Okay. Well, how about we just, cause I, I've been to a place like near San Antonio and it's like super bomb, but there's a place in my town and it's not the best obviously, but it's so good. And it's just a food truck and it's called the pit. They're building out like an actual restaurant, but oh my gosh, it's freaking good. It's like, it's the brisket sandwich, but they put, you can get it like, it's called a jailbreak sandwich. And um, they put peanut butter and jelly in it and with <laughs> yeah, the brisket. Uh, with the brisket. I, know, I, don't, I don't know. It doesn't I don't know. sound that bad, actually. You mean when they're uh, cooking it or on the sandwich? On the sandwich. And it's so bomb. Um, I'm also mm-hmm. a big person that doesn't like to hype things. I hate people that are like, oh, it's the best. It's the best. Like, I don't want to hype it. It's delicious, though. Because so then you go in and you're let down. You mean like. Yeah. Same yeah. thing with movies or any foods. Like, don't hype it around me. But mm. it's cool. That's something I would like to do is just like travel around Texas and just eat. And eat. Yeah. So I just want to eat. <laughs> anywhere <laughs> anywhere we ever go anywhere we travel or do or anything it's always like where's the best place to eat yeah that's like what i'm always interested well maybe in. the show to be at is fort worth um iss fort worth october and we Figure can go out. and we can go a week early or stay a week longer well, we have hey let's just act like we have some power in this industry and just say that's what's happening like everybody <laughs> Real, don't do. go to don't go to ISS Long Beach. Let's just go to Texas. And we're going to stay at Jonathan's. Right. Right. How in far are you? House. Looking on print. No, I don't fall. I'm like, <laughs> five hours. I'm like five hours away. <laughs> like four hours. Okay. Maybe not Jonathan's. Maybe not Jonathan's. <laughs> oh, you know who we can stay at is uh, who's in Fort Worth? Kenneth. We can stay at oh, DFW. No, yeah. that man, that man sounded like he was way too busy. He's busy. <laughs> oh, he's he's not have time for us. 
There's a lot of people. A There's a lot of print shops in Fort Worth. We could stay. I know where we could stay. We could stay at. We'll stay at Trustor Shop. Legacy, <laughs> Legacy Merch Old Building. Oh, okay. Trust. <laughs> <That's funny>. Trust <laughs> Was that all the quick takes? That's all the quick takes. Other than what's for dinner. I don't know. Um, I'm gonna go out to eat later. I don't know where though. To the to the to the food truck to the barbecue to the pit, food truck to the pit yeah to the pit no, they're closed they're closed I'm freaking starving though so what a burger we wrap this up <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, water burger with smack that'd be good we probably would have been done with this episode already if we didn't have to wait an hour for you in the beginning <laughs> you guys I'm so sorry it's because I'm out in the sticks <laughs> all right I understand it's fine just more I'm time so I got to spend with my buddy Andy though. yeah I'm glad I'm glad we made it happen though yeah real hey we're glad to have you back for a second time um, yeah thanks for having me and we'll have to do it again in 2022 you're our fr- yeah we All got right. you ske- we got you scheduled for our first show january 3rd 2022 <laughs> i'll have um, better internet by then <laughs> maybe we'll talk to <laughs> yeah. him, we'll talk to him next year and we'll be like what'd you do differently this year he's like yeah. uh, absolutely nothing i didn't hire anybody <laughs> new uh, and I'll probably be out of business. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll call it, call you unsuccessful print shop. <laughs> hey, oh. no, next year, this next year's gonna be a freaking. This next year's gonna be freaking busy. If last year was freaking busy, oh, it's gonna be a good year this coming year for sure. Till the aliens come. Cheers to that. Hopefully. Cheers to that. Cheers to a successful 2021. And um, cheers to barbecue. I don't know. Okay. I can't think of anything else. <laughs> All right. Good well, talk to you, man. We'll All see right. you around. All right. We'll see y'all later. Bye. Where were you really going all the time? I was drinking fucking coffee like some kind of, like I had a problem and I took pisses. <laughs> I took two. Well, I had a, first of all, I warmed them up. I had to warm it up because I don't have a lid on it. And so I... Every time you got up, I saw Jonathan that you had diarrhea. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, That was good. That's good.